Good morning. Hello. So what are we on? We are on episode... 24. 24. So what are we talking about today? Disney. <laughs> so Disney feels like a, a good one to talk to. So normally talk to, talk about, because it's the weekend today, it's Saturday. Yeah. So we've spent a week kind of talking about business and branding and values and all that kind of stuff right so and Disney kind of came up a couple of times well Disney fits in in lots of ways because um it's a fantastic business model to follow in in all sorts of ways it really fits with obviously the branding that we've been talking about um and we were in Disney this time last year yes kind of fitting as well well funny enough the uh this morning I haven't had a chance to tell you yet but this morning uh an image came up of the avatar ride Oh, right. Where I'd taken a photo of just about to get on the, like all of us to get onto the Avatar yeah. ride. So, yeah, so, and it's also the cool thing about the whole Disney experience, and one of the reasons why I want to talk about it today is because it ties really nicely into family experiences, yeah. all that kind of stuff, which is, we try and keep like the Saturday, Sunday podcasts kind of more around family, travel, yeah. relationships, all that kind of stuff. Because yeah. um, obviously we get a bit overtaken by business. Mm-hmm. like deep business stuff from Monday onwards really don't mm-hmm. we yeah we you said what should we talk about today finances or Disney or that yeah it'll <laughs> be Disney yeah but um so there's some of you either listening or watching this um who have already experienced Disney on some level so we're going to share uh, and some of you never been there never mm-hmm. been to Disney World or Disneyland um we were lucky enough to be able to go there um last year uh in december of last year mm-hmm. so if you're looking at this in the future we're currently running this podcast in december of 2020 um so in december of 2019 was yeah. we spent a couple of weeks in disney world yeah and um it's something that had taken us we did we'd done it before with the kids a long time ago well we? not really we just um we were in florida weren't we and we thought well we can't not go to disney so we did one day quite a few years ago um, yeah, the kids were very small, but it's kind of the worst way you can do it because it's, it's the most expensive way. Because, yeah. again, the Disney business model, they, they very much kind of reward you for the longer you're there because mm. obviously you're spending more money in the parks. So yeah. actually, um, although it doesn't work out quite this way for Americans, as we found when I spoke to my cousins that we'd gone with, um, but if you're going from the UK... Uh, companies like attraction tickets and and those in Florida ticks and things like that that sell tickets to the park two weeks is literally like ten dollars more than yeah, it's than crazy. one week or something it's insane yeah. well it's because I think they also know that the 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 ticket to the park mm-hmm. is they know how much money you're going to spend while you're in the park yeah that's they what know I mean. how much they, you're going to spend on the hotels the on that yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah the more the more you're like in that yeah. world so just to add some perspective right so we weren't Massive Disney fans. Um, not for any bad reason. Speak for yourself. Okay. <laughs> but it was never something... like we, I wouldn't say there was ever an occasion where we had lots of... Di- like the kids watched lots of Disney stuff or we were into lots of Disney stuff. And then if you, it wasn't until, gosh, a few years ago when one of our friends in business, mm-hmm. who's a massive Disney fan, but he is a massive Disney fan because of the... The business strategy of Disney. Yeah, he doesn't and, even have kids. 
No, he has no kids, no. <laughs> but he goes to Disney, one of the parks, like anywhere around the world, like a couple of times a year, doesn't he? And just oh, yeah, before, studies the business side of things. Yeah, before COVID, yeah. he would, he was, so he was based in the UK and he would often, I mean regularly, fly across to Disneyland Paris yeah. just for a few days just to be in, immersed in that environment yeah. just to work on his business. Yeah. He'd just hire a, a suite or whatever and just stay there, wouldn't mm-hmm. he? Um, so he, he kept on and on and on at us every time we met him about how amazing the model, the, biz, the business model of Disney was. And you might be thinking, oh, whoopee-doo, it's, uh, what, because they make loads of money. It's not that. It's the, what his view is, it's how customer and experience driven they are. Like, yeah. They're all about like creating this like passion for what is the Disney experience. And systems and processes as well. Yeah, yeah. We, this, this guy, uh, Rich, his name is, I'm sure he'll come on our podcast in the next few weeks, good friend of ours. Um, he uh, actually did meet us in Disney when we were in yeah, Florida and we spent yeah. a couple of days with him there. Which he specifically fantastic. flew out. Well, he was in New York us. already, yeah. wasn't he? And then he flew down he flew, to us in Florida to join yeah. us for a couple of days. Yeah, it was um, amazing. And, uh, and it was fantastic going around the parks with him because he obviously knows all, all the inside track because yeah. he's, he's such a kind of super fan. Um, and, but just little things like the, the dustbins. Do you remember that? Um, so each of the dustbins has got uh, a chip. In it. So he, he just put something in, in one of the bins. And then he told us this whole story behind each, each of the bins has got a chip in it that yeah. tells them when it's full or something like that. And yeah. it's all like monitored on this like ridiculously crazy, um, like super efficient system to yeah. make sure that the bins are never full. Um, yeah, because that's the weird thing. If you've never experienced Disney, or even if you have experienced Disney, but you've not necessarily acknowledged these elements because cause you do, one of the things that strikes you, is, uh, especially when we're in Disney World, is just how many people yeah. are on that that piece of land. Yeah. And when we talk about piece of land, like how you think, well, how big is Disney World? Disney World, I might get this wrong, but I, th- I looked it up when we were there. I think it's something like 40 square miles. Yeah, it's, it's a town, you know, it's a small city. Really, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. huge, right? Yeah. And there's something like, how many members of staff? I can't it's in the tens the of thousands, of, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I can't remember the numbers of stuff, but I remember that in any one day, on an average day, so not even like a you know a special day, like a public holiday or something, but just an average day, there'll be 40,000 people in any one of the parks. So there's four parks. Um, that's not including the water parks, but there's four Is main it four, parks. Are you sure it's that high? Yeah, it's 40,000 in any one of the parks. Oh, not staff, people, people in general. Yeah, right. including the staff, I think. So... So then you think, okay, well, yeah, well, whoopee-doo. That's a lot of people in a, in a, and that's a lot of land. But then you start walking around. If you walk around, uh, we're obviously from England, and if I walk around a town, for example, the bins would be over. There will be yeah. times when the bins are overflowing yeah. or there'll be litter on the floor or things just wouldn't look quite right. Yeah. And, um, and you drop yourself in the middle of Disney World and there's... That you're surrounded by thousands of people and not one bin's overflowing, no. there's no litter, there's no nothing, and there's a very clear way of going from A to B to experience everything. Everything well, we, is pristine, isn't it? We were it? there Everywhere with the um, Star Wars launch, weren't we? Of the, yeah. of the latest ride um, yeah. in Star Wars, in yeah. Star Wars area. And um, we didn't actually go on the ride because people were lining up from three or four in the morning to yeah, get on this crazy. ride. And that was with a pre- pass to get in as yeah. well it was, it's just insane so we, we're not big enough 
either ride fans or Star Wars fans for that to have been a, a pull for us. Yeah. Um, but we did kind of wander around the Star Wars area and, and see yeah. bits and pieces and, and they would have people standing there with signs wouldn't they just just to direct you in the right way to walk so that yeah. it made the whole thing flow so much oh better. yeah so you, yeah because obviously it's not you're not walking on you're walking on these wide walkways through these worlds mm. basically and yeah there's so much traffic yeah. of people going back and forth that yeah it got, it got insane didn't it and so they literally would just guide you from one place to the other yeah but the magic of it was that you feel like you feel like you enter into a bubble. Yeah. That is, and we like me in particular. I was quite cynical mm-hmm. about the whole Disney thing, and we talked about this on a previous um, podcast where um, the our Disney experience had come towards the end of an eighteen month travel yeah. experience, in which we'd been the the months prior to arriving in Florida. Um, and doing Disney World, we'd been in places like Bali and Thailand, Thailand and places like that where we'd had our, all our Western assumptions yeah. and cultural like kind of narratives all shaken up. Yeah. And um, and we, and me personally, I was feeling quite cynical about the commercialism yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And so we we arrived on our first day in Disney Disney World. And all of that was just, I was just in awe. Just the amount of, the way they're able to make make Disney World, when you think how many thousands of people over such a huge space that they're dealing with, how they're able to make you feel like you're receiving some form of personal experience. Yeah. Like you, I and the kids are all feeling like we're getting yeah. some kind of personal journey through what is a huge thing. Well, we did it a a really, I think, a really good way as well because, I mean, Disney is, as everyone knows, extraordinarily expensive, you know, if if you're to go there and and stay for a couple of weeks. so Well, you can literally, you you said this um, when we were there that um, you'd read some blog or or some, some article or something and someone had said that Disney caters for someone who wants to spend, like, a few dollars, a few hundreds to someone who wants to spend tens of thousands. Yeah, yeah. Like it will literally yeah. cater for all of those, all of that range, all at exactly yes. the same time. Yeah, but but even the basic is pretty expensive. Yeah, yeah. So um, we uh, th- this trip came about because I I went to Disney when I was seven with my parents and um, my extended family are in in the states and so. It was a group trip. Um, mm-hmm. My cousins and my and my, my parents, um, my mum's side of the family, we all uh, congregated in, in Disney and had this group trip. So as we've grown up, uh, myself and my cousins have always said that we want to do that with our children yeah, when, yeah. when we're older. So well, your cousin Casey is very similar to you. You're same yeah, age. Yeah, same age, and and yeah, we have have a lot of common. And her her sister Dorian. So we all decided that we wanted to do this this group trip again. And um, their kids are slightly younger than ours, but we were getting to a point where Annabelle was going to almost tip over to the being too old, like if it wasn't done in the next couple of years. Yeah. And obviously we, we were travelling. Well, that's what we felt would be the case. Yes. I don't know if I feel the same way now. But... No, but obviously as we're travelling anyway, it's it made sense that it would kind of be part of our travels. We, yeah. would, we would go over to the States and see everybody anyway, so why not do the big Disney thing? So that's kind of where it came about, but... Um, <laughs> my super organized um, cousin Casey who might be listening to this but she she kind of ran with that and before I knew it, it was like right we're doing this and we're going here and, we're yeah. there, and it's all organized and I, and I was like oh okay yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of pulled us along on, on that journey 
um, which was great. But we we were spending when we were traveling because this is again something we covered in a previous podcast and I'd like to do a whole podcast in the future about all the travel hacks oh yeah there's a million ways in which just to underline that a second a lot of people think when we say oh we went traveling for 18 months that they think oh you must have got a lot of money you must have got this there's 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 a world there's a community of world travelers out there that once you tap into that knowledge yeah that the travel hacks is exactly the right way to do it like yeah. everything that you assume is expensive isn't no and in fact it ends up being cheaper to travel in a lot of ways yeah. than it does just to stay in your own piece of land yes. in your own country so so my cousin called me with all the details of kind of what she'd organized um and she had this like concierge organizing her trip from the state side of things obviously ours is slightly different coming in from the uk anyway I can't buy American tickets, for example. Well, we so, were going Singapore. Yes. We were we were going from Singapore through to UK, then on to... Yeah, the no, States. I don't mean physically getting there, but you can't buy Disney tickets if you're not an American from oh, an American really? company. So you oh, have I didn't to use know a UK company. Anyway, so obviously we couldn't do it all the same way, but she's like, this is what I've done. Da, da, da. And it, it was like knocking on the door of 10 grand, I think, for a week. No, it was 11. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was 11 grand because... Yeah, that was it. So we started getting quotes, didn't we, from our side. Yeah, oh, and they wanted... Terrifying. They wanted 11 grand for a week. Um, and it and this was not all singing or dancing by any means. This was it just was kind a... of like the basic bog standard experience. Yeah, basically to keep up with the agenda or the uh, or whatever the criteria that your cousin had set, yeah. that's basically what it would have cost yeah. us. It was a cost us 11 grand. And so just to say as well... To put it into perspective, it was that was a general standard experience for Disney. So when I say standard, I mean the room that you stay in. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was that, just an average. That was just like yeah, a normal hotel like a, room. Yeah, it wasn't exactly. massively themed. It wasn't yeah. like a suite or anything. And then, no. and that was um, including the food, but it was all these like food, um, like vouchers. So it yeah, would but it just wasn't. be like a burger here and a burger there. Well, it's all it burgers, coats and things yeah, like exactly. that. And the food bill for the week for the four of us was uh, just shy of two grand. Yeah. That, which and, was part of that 11, but yes. Yeah, so and expensive. I mean, you're talking like croissants for breakfast or toast and jam. Yeah, exactly. The odd cereals and then burgers um, or crisps and stuff for lunch. And then basically a burger or type yeah, I mean, fast food type yeah, meal in the evening. This was right? no kind of like a character breakfast or anything like no. that. And, and it included lots of food vouchers, which which lots of people say, oh, you can't you can't even spend them because they're so you get such a volume of it. But the only things that are available is like sweets and crisps. This yeah. is like... And if you went, if and that's fine if you've not got two children. But yeah. if you've got two children, you're just going to be loading them up with sugar yeah, and junk, and, you're just and then be up deal and crash, with up and crash. It would just just have been horrendous. So, um, but my pride was getting in the way of that. Yeah. Well, it? you you were like, oh, no problem. It's it's a one off experience. And yeah, I was just like, do it. Just take the. It's like, all, well, with all the planning I'd done on the travel hacks. You know, I could get somewhere for three months for that yes. that kind of price. Yeah. Um. It, it, and a you know, and like Luxury. a two or three bedroom villa, not a one hotel room. Yeah. So um. So yeah. So I was like, absolutely, we'll meet you in Disney. We'll we'll be there, but we're doing it our way. Yeah. Um. So from that point, and um, obviously I'm biased, but I would very much advocate this is the way to do Disney from from my perspective. Mm-hmm. We stayed off property, so we stayed in a in a three bed. Three bedroom, yeah, three bedroom, three bedroom villa. townhouse villa thing. Um, what five minutes drive less than that from from Disney? Yeah, it was like an eight dollar Uber oh. to get in, to literally go from our villa, yeah, to being on the like at 
like walking into the park. Yeah. So um, so we we stayed there. Um, we... And the villa, by the way, was awesome. Yeah. Like the villa was, it was all Disney themed inside. Yeah, that was coincidence. Because... Yeah, but that's why you chose it, <laughs> yeah. right? Because the owners had created this whole like the kids had Disney teddies on the beds yeah. and yeah. and they even had a foosball table in there and yeah. it was awesome. And, yeah. and obviously you've got a full on kitchen. Um, and we were like two minutes walk from Walmart, mm-hmm. um, which was great because we didn't we didn't have a we didn't want to do a hire car, um, and um, we were on a complex with a gym and a pool, yeah. um, and a playground and tennis courts. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So we had everything that we needed. So oh, sorry, just to say about the pool. That's okay. uh, sorry, because it's that kind of reliving it. But um, <laughs> the weird thing is, if um, if you're not from Florida, um, it's and or you've not been to Florida before, there's there's an acceptance of risk that, as an Englishman, you're not used to. Oh, that like was the pool. That was the lake. Yeah, <laughs> that was the right. Lake well. So we come from like spending time in Bali and everything else, where you walk around and it's like, oh, is there going to be snakes? Is there going to be spiders? Like you literally have to stomp your feet when you were walking around At night, yeah. because there were there were some deadly snakes, right? And there's other other things that could kill you and stuff. So we so our ability to assess risk was quite good by the time we landed in Florida, right? <laughs> but when we walked. Like we, I didn't realise um, how risky it was. Obviously, I was aware that alligators are in. Is, mm-hmm. it, is it alligators or crocodiles? Alligators. Get, it's alligators. So where alligators were in Florida, and obviously. But it wasn't until we went to the pool that was by our villa, and there's a little, I don't know, three-foot railing, four-foot railing that goes round the pool area, wasn't it? And so we're all chilling out by the pool, and the kids are playing and everything else. And I look behind where the three, four-foot uh, railing is, and there's a lake... And around the lake is these little wooden signs that just say, walk around at your own risk. Uh, sorry, we now have a cat trying to get into this room. Um, walk around at your own risk. And then there's a sign of, of anaconda snakes and yep. alligators. Yep. And basically they're like, yeah, you, can, you are more than welcome to walk around the lake, but you will get eaten by an alligator <laughs> or an anaconda. It's like, that wouldn't happen in England. Well, what was funny was, because obviously I'm, I'm not a big fan of snakes at all. Um, I don't... I wouldn't call it a phobia, but I, I definitely don't like them. And uh, that was a, a little bit of a problem in Bali whenever we were kind of in the in the uh, like jungly bits. Yeah. And, you know, I was quite uncomfortable. But I, I kind of got got over that and just accepted that that's where I was. And, you know, it was something I had to deal with. Um, and then you, you arrive in like, obviously, very modern America. You don't expect that to be a problem. And what did we see the very first morning we left yeah. our villa? Like three steps from yeah. our villa, there's a snake. I was yeah. like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, and it's just there's this, there's this casual nat- nature of Floridians that is just like the 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 Uber driver that took us from the airport to the villa. Yeah, and we're just chatting with her, and I said, "Well, seriously, how often do you see an alligator?" And she said, "Well, I've got uh, there's a stretch of water just by my house, and I um, and I'm always seeing large man-eating sized <laughs> alligators." She said, "So I can't actually walk around it." Because no. I would be killed. Yeah. And she was so matter of fact. It's like it's the most normal thing in the world. And I was like, okay. and they're protected. They're not allowed to be, they're you not can't kill, to kill them. them. No. So it's like they've effectively got these dinosaurs walking around, <laughs> man-eating dinosaurs. And they're all just like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> and we were on the beach, or the beach area in Disney. Yeah. Where some poor family had. Yeah, had that their, was very sad. Yeah, yeah they had their child snatched. Well, that, Disney have um, roped all the beaches off now. Yes. Because used to be able to just. Go into the Paddling water, water yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but they basically, all... the rule in Florida is if if there's water, you don't go near it. Yeah, just because... expect that there could be. 
Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I cut you off. No, that's okay. Um, so I've, I've got no got idea. Got a villa. You got a oh yeah. Spot. So it's yeah. a yeah. So and that was six weeks. Um, that we we had this this villa for. Yeah. And then we only had our park tickets for two weeks of that six weeks because also we were obviously going to the IAPA show, which we've spoken about in a previous podcast, which is a huge industry show for, for events. the um, events world that we had wanted to go to for years yeah. and we we were we'd booked appointments with our suppliers and that, that was one of the reasons for us being there was to to um to go to this show and to to look at some new products and things so that was at the the beginning of our stay and then disney was at the end but um we met this family while we were in in this oh, villa amazing. Um, yeah. who again we've talked about on a on another podcast who did a lovely thanksgiving meal for us and um, but they uh, had Disney season tickets, yeah. so they really knew the inside track on on Disney. Um, well, his his like his job was meant that he'd have to spend because they're from Ohio, but he would have to spend a lot of time in places like Florida and so yeah. for weeks on end. Yeah. So they and he'd be on the road a lot, didn't yeah. he? So they uh, and they homeschooled their children. Yes. Yeah. So they just, he used to say, right, well, we're in Florida, let's just stay yeah. and do Disney. Yeah, exactly. And, um, but they, but what, what you don't realise is even if you haven't, even if you've got park tickets for two yeah. weeks yeah. or a week or however long you've got your park tickets for, you can use all the hotels and... Yeah. All um, the facilities, yeah. Yeah, all the facilities around Disney. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And they have... Things. Like on the park. So Because yeah. I, when they first described it, I was like... Okay, yeah, like the shops and stuff, whoopee do. But no, 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 it's literally you go into the park, you use all the, um, like the themed the areas. And yeah, the monorail to get in, everything. Yeah. You're you're in the Disney World experience. Yeah, you're, you're just not in the actual physical park. You're just not doing the rights. Well, no, you, you can't go in the park. Oh, park. okay. Um, yeah. But it, you, you, it's all the kind of periphery, basically. Yeah. But that includes like, there'll be uh, like open air cinema evenings. There'll yeah. be like... Um, marshmallows by the uh, by the bonfire when yeah. there there'll, there'll be um, things because it was Christmas when we went there'll be like cookie decorating yeah. or um, face painting or carols yeah. or all sorts of stuff and 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 this was all just something that we could experience. There was that wildlife area as well. We walked in the you go to safari that's, no that's... the safari theme park yeah uh, no, safari safari hotel yes that was part of the free experience you yeah could walk because around. it's. That's on the edge of Animal World, uh, Animal, Animal Kingdom. Kingdom. Yeah. Um, that's the hotel that's attached to it. Yeah. So but my you're point not in the park, but no, you but can you still feel see like the animals. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's my point. It's yeah. like, that when you think of a, a hotel, it's just a hotel. Right? It's like, well, whoopee do I walk around a hotel. That's not the case in Disney World. When you go into a, a Disney resort hotel, it's entirely themed and there's lots of little experiences yeah. in there that... You get it, and it's just so well done. Like the quality of absolutely everything that's yeah. created in there is at such a high standard. It's it's jaw dropping, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. When you walk around, you can get um you can get a boat and yeah, go, yeah, yeah. go across to some of the other um, hotel complexes that are on the water. You can use like the the playgrounds and stuff for the. Oh, for the, the boat thing is crazy because the boat thing gives you a real idea of scale for how just big Disney World is because you. To get around, you got you got a choice of monorail, boats. They they would they just um, what was the thing that you go up in the we lift call them thing? cable cars. The American call can I call them oh, gondolas. Do they call them gondolas? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. cable car. 
is what <laughs> we would call them. But yeah, and the cable car thing that goes right around the park. Yeah, and, that's and these, quite new, isn't it? That yeah, one. but it, uh, uh, and obviously the boats, yeah. as we just mentioned. But there's, you really get this sense of wow, like because you are travelling for miles a day. Yeah. And, and it's, yeah, it's just phenomenal. It's and just... you go to uh, Disney Springs without having park tickets. Mm-hmm. So that's the like the whole shopping area. Yeah. Uh, which which people think, oh, I don't want to go shopping or whatever. But it, again, it's an experience in itself. Oh, there's it's all there's the so much entertainment going on. Yeah. We did the um, Christmas tree maze. That was all free. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a... Well, that's the key thing, free. Yeah. It's like you arrive there and you have what is really the Disney, like the full Disney experience and you're not paying you're not paying anything no. and we and because we were there for 6 weeks yeah. um we th- this family yeah i think for the 2 weeks before our disney park tickets kicked yeah. in like the proper tickets we were just with this family just going in and out of disney all the time and the kids just loved it didn't yeah, they yeah 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 absolutely yeah. and um and the and just what we were talking about with disney with experiences and and how how clever they are from a from a business perspective is they they build experiences for the customers yeah. um, so that we all talk about it like we are now. Mm. Um, I mean, the amount of people we've told about things that happened to us at Disney is just yeah. huge. Um, they, and, and you're building up that goodwill and obviously people are coming back. So you're doing all of that. But at the same time, they make money from those yeah. things. Like, for example, the badges. Ah, oh, this so, is genius, right? If you've not done this, yeah, we were introduced to this. Exactly. Right? So the family that we were with um, they, their little boy kept running up to some of the staff that would mm. be around and, and asking about the badges they were wearing. Lots of the staff would be wearing pins that they call them in on like a, on like a banner, you know, like a sachet yeah. or maybe like on a, on a bag hooked on their, on their belt or something like that. Well, some of them had pins. a jacket. So yeah, like a waistcoat and... sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And, and they'd have these pins and so the little boy would often run up to them and he'd get his pins out and swap. Yeah. And so we were like, we said to the parents, well, what's going on here? And it's a thing in Disney that it, it, where you buy a set of pins. Yeah, which will cost you like for like six. No, it might be more than that. But well, well we us cheapskates got the cheapest set. Yeah, which, we did. Which was I think seven pins for thirty dollars or something. Yeah, so it's still yeah. expensive. Yeah, well, I mean to us for a bunch of right. So remember we have a ten-year-old and a seven-year-old. Yeah. Right. So it's like it's hard enough getting our two children to buy them something and then play with it for very long. Yeah, so yeah. the idea of spending th- like 60 60 dollars on, on badges which they've never shown any interest in badges before <laughs> yeah. in their lives. Like, that's a that's a big spend. Yeah. So, so as a, we they were the cheapskate ones. You can buy like a badge for like 10 dollars just yeah, one crazy. badge. But uh, um but yeah, so we got these I think seven set of seven each that our kids have on a little lanyard thing. And um, and you 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 go up to these members of staff and you choose one that you like and you yeah. swap it for one that you you don't want yeah. and you can do that as many thousands of times yeah. as you want to. But yeah. the genius is those those badges are flipping expensive. Well, they're, to buy. they're but they're also like our view on it and the reason why we bought into it because again it's another it's another way that Disney kind of gets you into the Disney experience. Because to my mind, I've never experienced that in any other business. No. Right? So it's a very, to me, it's a very unique Disney experience, right? But as a parent, it makes perfect, that's a really wise investment. Those $30 for those seven uh, badges, you might think, sounds like a complete waste of time. But we're there for two weeks, right? And often what children... Or, or from my observation anyway, is what children um, 
One is the experience of owning something yeah. or getting something new. They don't care what the price is. They no. don't care. It literally is. There's a new shiny object. I want that thing. Yeah. Yeah. And what that investment at the very beginning did of buying those badges, it gave our children the opportunity for full two weeks to have the, I want something shiny new. Yeah. So many a time as they like in the day, but we're not paying any more money no. for it. We and bought it, the badges. It was, um, it was a brilliant distraction, wasn't it? If, oh, if they wanted to go on a ride and the line was too long or there was something in the shop they wanted or they wanted that suite over there yeah. and they were starting to make a fuss about it, we, we'd see, like, so out of the corner of our eyes, the staff with badges. Oh, do you want to go change your badges? Yeah, go, tra go trade. <laughs> and and the staff, <laughs> yeah, and this is this goes back to the kind of the the business thinking. We, we talked, um, it was EDS the uh, day before, I think it was the day before yesterday, we were talking about... Um, core values of a business yeah. and how uh, certain things are, are really important in business. And one of those things was being on show. Yes. Like understanding yeah. that your uh, like business philosophy, and we adopted it into our Smiley Booth business, was that the moment, the, the moment you step foot on that piece of land, you are on show. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter if you're in uniform or not in uniform, mm -hmm. you're on show. And every single time the children went up to one of the members of staff to do a pin swap, the experience they had was just yeah. excellent, yeah. right? It's a certain extent that it's like, even when it wasn't like 100%, it was 90%, which is still significantly better than anywhere else you get. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, they weren't quite as good as, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You'd, you'd recognize oh, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, you would. And you ended so. up seeing everything through this lens of really that expectant high yeah. level of service yeah. didn't you but the well we, we joked didn't got... we like if we weren't if weren't in disney or if, if we yeah. after disney we'd be like well it wasn't a disney experience was it yeah exactly and well, <laughs> it that's... became the benchmark for, for it, people it did and that's <laughs> one of the things that um one one of the people uh well the, the family from ohio one of the things that they said was um when the monorail cable car whatever it's called um was built they were building that plus a hotel or something else all at the same time. Mm -hmm. And they said that they, the time that they did it in and how they delivered it mm -hmm. was exceptional because they didn't close the park. They, didn't, they just no. built the whole thing. And they joked and they said, Disney needs to run America. Oh, like God, the yeah. way they get the strategies yeah. and the things implemented is just phenomenal. Yeah, the way they get things done is, is insane. And um, so, that, so as we were saying, they, they build things around around these experience and they they really try and, and wow people all on the time everything, yeah. i mean the, the level of detail in in the parks themselves like every time you walk into a new world if you look down at your feet there's in the cement or concrete yeah. or whatever it's like when we were in um uh, like arabian land or whatever yeah, it is yeah. next to the um aladdin ride right. there's like little coins and gems in the yeah. floor when we were near the dumbo ride there's yeah. little bits of peanut yeah. and it's it's insane the the detail yeah there's not yeah there's literally not a brick or a piece of cement or anything that it hasn't been deliberately thought about yeah. there's not and again that's something that neither of us have experienced no. before i've ne we we were constantly walking around going i've never not like you experience things on a small level, right? Like in terms of attention to detail, mm. like, on, on like on something completely different, right? When someone draws something and it's like a photograph and yeah. you're like, wow, the intricacy, the detail on that, that thing is amazing, right? Yeah. The thing that Disney World did for, for both you and I, I suppose, because we were looking at it through the business lens, yeah. we were like, there wasn't a step we took forward that wasn't 
specifically designed to create an experience for us. Yeah. Like you mentioned about them on the floor. No, we had that in Star Wars, right? You, yes. you walk into the Star Wars area and there's a, you think, oh, I'm just around these rusty old bars and this like, like metal bars and there's this wall looks a bit dirty. And then you just stop and you're like, hang on. That's specific. That's look. That looks rusty because it's supposed to look rusty because it, yeah. it's that's. This is the area in like this scene in Star Wars, yeah. and that wall, that stain on the wall over there, that's not just a stain that's grown. That's been meticulously painted yeah. into yeah. the wall to look that way. Like everything was just, and even when you walk, um, in fact, Jacob from uh, the Ohio family. Um, he pointed it out to us as we were walking from one land to the other, um, the music would just subtly change. Yes. There will be, yeah, I forgot that. and you wouldn't be aware of it. You wouldn't yeah. be conscious of it. And then he and he pointed out. He's like, can you notice that the the sound effects are, are changing because you're now in this area, and everything would just, and suddenly the yeah, everything around you, the floor would start to change. It was, yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. incredible. But to do it on such a huge scale as well, over 40 miles, yes. square miles. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, it's, I mean, we watched the, um, my favourite show was probably the, um, I can't remember what it's called now, Mickey Fan- And that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> Mickey, Mickey Fantastic or Fantasy or something, but it, it's the show in the water where they, they put the lights up against the, the the um, shoots of water. Right, okay. And it's all about the story of Mickey Mouse. Right. And um, you kind of look... Is that with the boat that comes out in the yeah, end? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, it's very cool. Uh, it's, uh, what was it? Something Willy boat. Um, oh, See, now all Willy. I... I can't remember. No, okay, anyway. you just keep saying Willy. <laughs> <laughs> I might edit that. <laughs> the but, boat's not called Willie. You just have an obsession with the name Willie. <laughs> so, this like semicircle, like amphitheater almost, isn't it? Built around the the water where we're yeah, watching yeah, yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah. You kind of sit there and you think, oh, there might be a few hundred people sat here with me. Yeah. And because it's just so well organized, with everybody sat down and, and the, the way they kind of put you in in the rows and everything. And I kind of looked left and right and, and worked out kind of like, you know, how many people were in my seat, how many rows yeah. up and kind of worked out the number of people that I was sat with. And it was like 10,000 people yeah. were sat there. Yeah. I was just like, wow. And yeah. you just had no concept of waiting or, or any kind of like chaos or anything. Yeah. It, it was just like, oh, bump, sit, bang. you know, everyone sat yeah. and everyone's watching. And I was just like, that was just so like slick. Yeah, it's insane. It's like, oh, OK, I want to go get a drink. Yeah. So you get up and you go and get a drink amongst thousands of people. Yeah. You're not really queuing. And children you know? as well, yeah. you know. And you don't really even notice that you're surrounded by hundreds of thousands of kids all the time well, that would normally be in the way or screaming or whatever. Well, we had an instant because we were with your family um, for the first oh, week. Yes, yeah. And we had an instant where a child, one of the children went missing. Not ours, um, thankfully, but um, the... One of the one of the other members of the family, their child, who was the same age as Belle, I think, mm-hmm. and a year younger, I think, a year younger. And basically, all that happened was because it was it was quite a large group of us, I think, in the end. Oh no, same age as Zach. Same age as Zach. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but how many do you reckon there was a group of us? It was about. There was fifteen of us. I think, fifteen wasn't there, of us. Okay. Kids. See, it's a bit like Home Alone. Like yeah. it was the Home Alone when this <laughs> the family moves on mass, right? <laughs> and there's kids and adults, and everyone's a bit distracted. So, like. 
things are gonna happen that's yeah. just um especially in somewhere like disney world where it only takes a child just to stop for a second and become completely engrossed in which something. is exactly what you've done exactly yeah. and yeah. so the family had kind of moved on mass and within like a few seconds um i think the mother was the first one to say hang on yeah and um everybody stopped and we're like what do we do and the speed when you think how many people are like moving around at any given time mm -hmm. the the time it took for us to go we've lost a child to we found a child was 15 minutes mm -hmm. like well and it, and it was the staff that found him we, we yeah. were all running around like headless chickens amongst thousands and thousands of people trying to find him which is like yeah because we were literally running yeah. and and because as a parent, yeah. you you feel the pain of the other parent, yeah, don't you? Yeah. And you think, how terrifying must this feel to be... Because there was a point where I stopped. Like I'd run around and I stopped and I just looked yeah, around so a I mass. Yeah. And I was like, if this was Sack or Bell, I'd be, I'd be beside myself. Because yeah. you just can't see past that many people. No. It's terrifying. So, yeah, so we were physically running. But yeah. do you remember what Rich told us afterwards? Go on. That, yeah. um, they call it lost parent. Oh Not really? Lost child, yeah, because because it's the parent that panics. Yeah. Um, and the child tends to either not have even noticed that they're lost because yeah. they're still looking at whatever they're looking at, or they just kind of go, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and normally migrate to a member of staff because that's right. what obviously what we normally tell all our children to do. Yeah. Or the staff are very tuned in for a child that's on their own anyway. Yeah. And yeah, they call it lost parent because um because it's the parent that that. That actually they put more attention on because it's yeah. the parent going, Oh my god, oh my god. Yeah, and well, I remember grabbing one of this, well, not literally, but getting hold of one of the members of staff while I was running around. And I was like, Look, this child, what's the deal? And they were so calm. Yeah, oh, they were like, yeah, yeah, they'll be fine, they'll be, they'll be okay. Yeah. Like, I'm sure they'll be. And, I, and I, at first, I was like, You just don't care. <laughs> like, like, that's how I felt. I was like, This is a serious, like, this yeah. is a serious problem. And they were like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until afterwards when, when the the child had been found again within fifteen well, minutes. If before that. you and I, you and I were still looking for yeah. him, and, 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 and the staff had all coordinated, yeah. it was done, and then, um, and then we realised afterwards we were like that must happen hundreds of times a day, yeah. and yeah. they've got this such a slick system of right, child, parent, yeah. back together, That's done. Exactly what they did. Yeah, yeah. And you, you are in this bubble. Yeah, they get they get the child, they keep them still. Parent obviously comes along crazy, going, "Where's my child?" And they go, "Here he yeah. is." And yeah, it's, it's done. done. Yeah, it yeah, was. it's so slick. Yeah, it was. It was insane. So, um, that was part of the. We were part of the VIP experience at that point. So we should kind of cover that as well. So yeah, that was at, incredible. As you said at the beginning, that um, you have these uh very different experiences within Disney. So you you can have your bog standard, which is still amazing. Um, yeah. and then you know you can pay crazy amounts of money. And, yeah, you um, you can literally pay. Whatever you want yeah. for whatever experience you want, they'll they'll find a way yeah. to get you to spend it. <laughs> and so my one of my cousin's in laws um, again loves the Disney experience. Yeah. Um, he really wanted to make sure everybody had received the best possible yeah. experience, didn't he? So it's amazing. As Very a family, generous. he paid for um, us all to have the two days VIP experience. Yeah, which was um, phenomenal. Which was yeah, just absolutely amazing. Well, he didn't um, when he first when it was first because we didn't find out about it until. Like very, just before we were about yeah. to arrive. Well, we it had been mentioned, but I didn't really know what it meant. No, and and it was we, actually when we only sorry, just when we spoke to Jacob and family that um, we said, oh, we've got some VIP thing that their jaw just hit the floor. They went, you've got the VIP. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, oh, it, oh, it's good, is it? It's so good. And they were like, <laughs> we oh my god. <laughs> but the um, 
And so we thought it was something that, um, is ostentatious the right word? It was something that was maybe a little bit overkill for the Disney experience. And um, so we were just like, well, look, we're just very flattered and this is amazing to be along, the, along be able to experience it and go on the journey with, the, yeah. with your family on this. And uh, yeah, anyway, so he'd organise it, but what did that look like? So it's, um, you have your, you have a person that guides you around the, the, the parks, but you don't wait for any ride. So, <laughs> and I'm not even meaning like the fast pass queue bit. You just walk ahead of everybody. There is like back doors into things and like- You go through the staff way. entrances. You go through like staff bits, you see all these like backstage bits and, and then you just watch the queue go, Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> you go past. And, and they're all kind of like nudging each other going, are they famous? Are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you get, because the thing is, the staff member that's walking you around is wearing like these blazer. Disney blazers. Yeah. And um, the family that you mentioned when we told them about, oh, we've got some VIP thing, their jaws dropped. And they said, oh, we see those people being guided around with the people in the blue blazers, the Disney yeah. blue blazers. And we always wonder, are they famous? Are they this? Are they that? And, um, so yeah, so you literally go, like the Avatar ride, right? So the Avatar ride, you feel bad about it at first, to be honest, for us, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it? And this is the children's first experience oh, of Disney World. So, and the VIP experience start, or started for us on day one. So they, it's the first time they really acknowledged that they were in Disney World. And we arrived and we're, we're like going on these rides. And the Avatar ride had something like a three, three hour plus waiting time to go on the avatar mm. ride and um and of course we're just there with this stuff and they, and we just walk straight through past everybody straight to the front well not even that it's beyond the front because yeah. you go past the people at the front and then the member the person in the blazer says to the person standing the member of staff at the gate and they said these are vip these are you need to let them in now <laughs> and then the person goes oh okay then they open it up and let yeah. you in don't they yeah. And you can see the person at the front of the queue has just spent the last three and a half hours waiting. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, what the? <laughs> yeah. you know? And you walk in, and of course, Zach and Belle are just thinking, well, this is perfectly normal. <laughs> and um, But we got on the Avatar ride, which was just mind-blowing. And I hate rides. And I was just, I came off it and I just loved the ride. And the, the VIP person said, do you want to have another go? And we were like, what now? And they said, yeah, you can go straight back on if you want. And we were like, yes. So we, we had another go straight away. Yeah. Like, so we basically saved ourselves. That VIP relationship saved seven hours, between six to seven yeah. hours of queue, queue waiting. Yeah, absolutely. So basically yeah. a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was phenomenal. Yeah, you, you get straight into the restaurants. Um, you, well, there was, um, because again, because we were there at Christmas... There was a carol service, um, wasn't there, that's that's in Epcot, in the Worlds area, uh, which is quite a big deal as yeah. well. Um, it happens every year and, and it's quite a, a known thing. There's a celebrity that reads the nativity yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, scene uh, each night, a different celebrity each night for a week or two running up to Christmas. And um, and we'd seen the lines for that, hadn't we? Like people yeah. lining to get, uh, to get into it. Um, and and it had sold out. Like weeks in advance, weeks yes, in advance, it's quite yeah. a well-known thing, um, and um, and the the, uh, the 
chap in our in our um, family team uh, had said, uh, "I really want to get in on that." Yeah. And and the VIP people were like, "There's no way it's sold out. We can't possibly do it." Yeah. And, and he said, "Well, no, I I, I want to get in. And if if you can get me in, I'll pay for another day's VIP." Yeah, yeah. If you can pay, yeah. If you get me and all our, all of us in on that, there's another day. And they looked, and there's fifteen of us. Yeah, and yeah. they looked, and they're like. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and they went away and they were just like it's never going to happen yeah. it's never going to happen and then what within a couple of hours they came back and they were like all of a sudden yeah we, we were in and we had like a whole row it was embarrassing yeah because all the people behind <laughs> us all you could hear on the tannoy constantly was can everybody move up please so and we everyone's can fit more squishing. people in the room so everyone's like yes and our kids all keep moving up and we're like yeah, and we had this whole <laughs> this road to ourselves. Yeah. yeah, it was it was insane. So, so um so anyone listening or watching this is like, oh you yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're like, right, never listening to this podcast again. Um <laughs> like down thumbs on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. But just to put this into perspective, right? So we talked or Kate was describing the villa we had that was just outside. Like, like the hacks that you can have, right, yeah. when it comes to travel. So just to put it in perspective, the villa that was for six weeks, right, so we said at the beginning that one week in Disney with the food was going to cost, like the pricing coming back from Disney was 11 grand, right, which to you and I is just such an ex- astronomical amount yeah. to spend on a week's yeah. vacation. Yeah. It's just it's way outside of anything we would have ever considered. Six weeks in the villa that was literally pretty eight minutes Uber drive. No, eight dollar Uber drive into the center of, of Disney World was two thousand mm-hmm. dollars for six weeks of being in a, in that in a three in a sorry three bedroom large bedroom fully equipped beautiful villa with right? a whacking great Walmart that was just walkable with a gym, gym with pool, a pool with a lot right tennis court so straight away two grand for six weeks. Then, um, then you think, okay, well, that's a, that's that's awesome. Then, then the VIP experience, right? So, if you're going to do Disney World, a VIP experience for one day is several hundred dollars, right? But if you if you look at it in terms of, okay, there's some key things when you go to Disney World that you should absolutely experience. So, I'd say the Avatar ride is right up there, yeah. and I'd say like this. Star Wars as the well. new Star Wars and all this kind of stuff. Those experiences are 100% things that will stay with you for probably the rest of your life and yeah. your kids, right? Yeah. In terms of an experience. Well, if you're going to, if you book a VIP experience for a few hundred dollars for a day, that means that you can probably do, I mean, we did loads of rides. Yeah, yeah. Like in one day, yeah. we did a shed ton of rides in one day because we were literally just going, not only were we walk, like getting straight onto the rides, you get your own VIP car yeah. that drives you from one thing to another, so you, so you don't waste any time on walking between. Yeah, and and you are and not you only get that, given snacks, snacks, then. water, all your drinks, everything. Yeah. There. And I actually found because you go in the back routes, as you say, you get this VIP car, so you never go through the front entrance of, yeah. the, of the parks. You go into the back like parking lots of the parks and you yeah. go through these staff entrances i found that fascinating oh, i yeah. loved seeing like the the back workings of it and yeah. i loved all of that yeah and it's yeah and you feel like a bloody celebrity yeah, you yeah. do feel like they treat you like somebody that's really important yeah. when the, those staff just you think the disney surface is good anyway but once you're once you've invested in that vip experience yeah. 
the the level of service is just any show you else. want any of the, the the daily shows that just run all day front row every yeah time. your best seats straight yeah. at the front so oh best seat for the um for the parades yes oh you get to the, watch parade. the parades like, yeah front right up up close on the, like a balcony don't you yeah you get your own private area yeah. <laughs> so people are just like you're walking past hundreds of oh we had that remember the parade yeah so we we, we had the parade and we're like we're watching the parade and we're walking up past and the vip people like everyone's like, all the because the parade's about to come through all the streets have been cleared and so you've got line you've got crowds of people at either side of the street and they're all standing there waiting for the parade to happen and the vip people walk us down the middle of the street to get to where we were not to, get not we were. to be part of the raid or anything. no you don't get that but... just to walk there <laughs> yeah but everybody thought we were part of that and then as the uh, and then what the announcer for the parade this was just a coincidence it was a pure coincidence announced like this is a such and such a family that have donated loads of no, things no it was the sponsors of the sponsors parade sponsors yeah. to the parade yeah and um who and this these sponsors were somewhere behind us, but everybody thought it was us. <laughs> so everyone was like, yeah. yeah. And so your aunt starts waving. <laughs> and it was brilliant. But the point, sorry to go off on a tangent, but the point is we sound like these pretentious, like, oh, look at them blowing all their money on this. It's not for me and all this kind of stuff. But access to those experiences are way more attainable when you just look at the, if you strategize and be flexible absolutely right? if you if you stay off property um you can then pay for a couple of vip days yeah. for less than it would cost you just for a box you'd still save a shit yeah. ton of and the other money. thing we saved a massive amount of money on, and then this this is one thing that i i mean it's partly because it's america which um no offense to any americans listening but i don't think the food's that great a lot of the time mm-hmm. what they what they offer um and so it might just be partly that but the food in disney i don't think is done very well mm. uh, a lot of the time unless you're in like when we went to like um uh, animal kingdom and you can have like some of the uh like indian and asian dishes they had like noodles and all yeah, of that kind yeah, of stuff yeah, yeah if you go else... something that feels a bit more authentic to a culture that's not american yeah it's like because there's only so many burgers and exactly. like and again no offense to anybody americans to this but for a European type tastes. Yeah. It's it does feel like you quickly feel a bit overwhelmed by salt and sugar. Yeah, yeah. yeah and so and it's so expensive, right? So yeah. we um, again, my my cousins had organised this week, and as part of that, because they were staying on property, they got the meals because obviously they pay yeah. for the expensive meal plan. So they often wanted us to join them in some of the big restaurants within the park. So like the Rainforest Cafe is, is quite a famous one, and I can't remember some of the others. Um, and we did join them for a couple of meals, but for that, for us to pay separately because we weren't on the meal plan, yeah, you, it was talking a hundred dollars each time, uh, right? Yeah, and yeah, and yeah, you yeah. were were literally talking like a, a McDonald's type meal. It was just yeah. a burger and chips. Well, the uh, the like, breakfast. Um, that's slightly different because it's a character breakfast. It's a character breakfast, yeah. and don't get me wrong, it's a great experience, and I don't regret us doing that at all because no. the kids absolutely loved yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but that but is what you're paying for, really. You're paying, yeah, you're. You're paying for, yeah, to be like Winnie the Pooh to come over and yeah. dance and everything else, which is great. But you're not but you're not going there for the breakfast. No. The breakfast is not. literally croissants, bacon, bread rolls and cereals. Well, it's all um, like French toast and stuff, yeah. isn't it? Like waffles and stuff But like you're that. paying for a family of four. You're probably paying somewhere in the region of $120. 150. We paid $160 for that. Oh, $160. For really, what a buffet is... Breakfast, a yeah. buffet breakfast. And it is a buffet, so it's not way to service, no. guys. And it's a crowded room. Yeah. Because everybody wants to be there, 
and you're what you so basically you're paying for what should really be maybe a twenty dollar breakfast yeah. for four, maybe thirty dollar breakfast for four, yes. and then you're paying one hundred and thirty dollars to be able to sit at that table and have someone dressed up as Winnie the Pooh yeah. Yeah. or whatever walk around in your. Well, no, you're also pages. paying it basically because it's Disney. Because this is what I mean by the the meals there that I personally didn't find anything amazing in any of the restaurants apart from some of the kind of experiences like the the Winnie the Pooh etc um so we um and and this is another hack we took our own food most days yeah yeah we'd always have make sandwiches in the villa yeah and snacks throughout the day just exactly. to get the kids through. Which yeah. Disney are fine with. They, they don't, don't mind care. you taking food in. And I really enjoyed that because the other thing about the restaurants is they're really rammed. Yeah. You know, you're all kind of sat on top of each other. It's yeah. a very noisy, crazy experience, as is the whole thing. Yeah. Whereas when we would go off to just sit and eat somewhere, yeah. it was quiet. You know, we'd find a bench or, or a patch well, of grass. There's plenty of areas just to chill yeah, out. And yeah, and you can just have a little bit of downtime, have some food, yeah. um, and, and save yourself a fortune. Yeah. I mean, we, we probably saved $200 a day uh, just yeah. eating sandwiches, which which over the course of two weeks would have paid for a couple of two, two VIP days. Yeah. So, yeah, so you can have this incredible VIP experience by just swapping out some of the not-so-great experiences. Yeah, and I highly recommend, again... Put it into context. We're in 2020 and people yeah, oh, are like, oh, yeah, boo-hoo. Yeah, yeah. Like, for whatever all these kind of stuff. But if in your future, Disney World is in your plans or, or that type of experience, just, well, any of these things, there are strategies. If you really immerse yourself in the communities that are fans of places like Disney World yeah. or wherever else, they all have these strategies that mean that you don't, you don't get sucker punched yeah. by big bills. And because it's very easy to fall fall prey to the concept of this is a once in a lifetime moment or this is and so you feel like by not spending a huge sum of money you're in some way devaluing the experience and it's mm. like no 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 you don't you just need to spend smartly mm. like and you'll get a way better experience like the the principle of vip the fact that for me to have done avatar twice would have been seven hours of queuing yeah or, or just that one ride i mean i don't know how many rides we did that day but and we did a lot of yeah. rides, a, a lot of rides. They, and it was literally the kids or anybody in the group would just go, I want to do this. And they go, right, done. And we were there. Yeah. It was like we were on it. And and some of the group were just say, well, I want to do this and they want to do that. And so they just split us up and everyone was immediately on it. And you're tired by the end of the day, but you haven't spent any time queuing. No. And you've got, I think we felt really that there was money's worth but just um, a really important point as well in ter- going back to the level of service uh, and just in terms of the um, how the values and the principles of uh, Disney like kind of permeates through everything that they do because you might be still thinking oh, Disney World still seems like a bit of a still feels, feels like an overpriced experience why would I ever do that it's all very commercial and everything else if you think that still you're missing the point because mm-hmm. to, as a business owner when you go in you're like the, the level of service and the level of detail they're going to is just on another level. So uh, 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 here's, here's an example, right? So Zach had, um, Zach and Annabelle were um, really kindly given a gift by your cousin Casey, which, which was a gift card each, right? And um, and and it, it had a few dollars on, on, on each, I think it was like $20, 25, $20 or $25 on each gift card. And, because your cousin Casey wanted to be able to give them something to just have. So, no, so it was Christmas. Probably. It was Christmas, right. Yeah. So 
So, and in very true children's way, they got the card and they immediately wanted to buy, like spend the money straight away. So, so of course, in the shops everywhere as you're walking around Disney, Disney World. And um, so we walk into the shop, we walk through, because you, sometimes you have to walk through a shop to get to a ride or the other way around. And Zach saw a um, Lightning McQueen car, mm-hmm. little, just a tiny little kind of, what do they call it, like, wheels one whatever it's called yeah, hot wheels type hot car. wheels type car but it was a but it was a shiny goldy colored um light mcqueen and he said oh dad i want to buy that and i was like that's great but you've literally had the gift card for five minutes yeah. so don't don't spend your money immediately because there might be something you want even more and there's bound to be loads of these cars yeah over the coming over the coming days so so don't worry about it and then he kept, and we kept walking through shops and he kept mentioning his car, didn't he, over the coming 24 hours. Yeah. And then the next day, I said to you, didn't I? I said, oh, like, he clearly wants this car. He's yeah. obsessing about it. I don't think anything's going to beat it. So we need to get this car. Could we find the car in any shop? But it wasn't in the first one. It wasn't gone. in the first one he'd seen. Yeah. Someone had bought it and none of the shops had it. Like, we were walking around all the parks, couldn't find it. And he's, he was just getting heartbroken, wasn't yeah. he? He was really feeling it. And we went, so I said, I said, Zach, don't worry, we'll get this car for you. So um, so I went into one of the shops and I, I talked to one of the staff and I said, look, my son here, he's he's seen his car and I, I'd taken a photo of it. That yeah. was it. I'd taken a photo of it because he really wanted it. I said, look, we've got a photo of it. So when we find it, we can get it. And I showed her this photo and I said, look, we can't, can you just see if you can find this car? This is what it's called. This is it. She looked on the system and she went, hang on, I need to go talk to the manager. And she disappeared off. And then she came back with the manager and she said, right, I think we found the car. And the manager's like beaming. And Zach's just like, you found it? And, and they were all so excited. And I was like, right, where do we have to go? And the manager said, no, 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 no. You're not going anywhere. We'll go, go get the car for you. And so the member of staff went running off. And so we're standing there and the, the manager's chatting away to Zach about the Disney experience and what he's enjoyed most and everything else. And they come back. And this member of staff is like, ta-da, here's the car. And it's the wrong car. And you could see Zach just went from being over the moon to just crushed, yeah. right? And he's just like, it's, it's the wrong one. And you could see he was like really torn between, do I tell him it's the wrong one? They're so excited. Or, and, he, and, I was like, and I saw his face. I said, it's not the right one, is it, buddy? And he's like, no, it's not the right one. And there was this like silence. <laughs> like it was like someone had just died. <laughs> And then the manager just went, Zach, keep the car. You will find the other one. And he said, but take that as our gift to you. And we were like, and it's like $20 or something for this car, wasn't it? And I was like, really? really? And, and, they, and they both just went, no, 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 no. And what did they say? Well, it wasn't them. So we were telling somebody about this oh, yeah. story afterwards. Because Zach was just over the moon. He was like, I can have, yeah. I can have the car. It's just some random person that we met on the, on the uh, monorail yes. afterwards. Because he kept showing everyone the car. Yeah, and they, and they oh, went, ah, oh, it's a magic moment. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's, again, in the experiences, what Disney does is they give their staff the flexibility and the freedom, which is um, similar to what we talked about with Zappos um, in one right. of the other podcasts, to create magic moments for, gotcha. for um, people because you talk about it. Yeah. I mean, Zach must have... And Zach's not the most talkative child, <laughs> but he must have told so many people about that experience yeah. um, straight afterwards. And we've told people since um, because it is just a... Well, now we're talking about it on the podcast. Yeah, it's a real shining example of 
of creating that wow moment for for staff uh, for, yeah. for customers. Yeah, and it literally took Zach from like devastated to over the moon yeah. because now he's like, I've still got my cash. Yeah. So if we do find the car, I'll have two cars, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he loved that car. Yeah. And that that's that's the thing about Disney where I think for me personally, before going to Disney World, um. I just thought, oh, it's just commercial nonsense. They're just going to have us trying to spend all our money. It's going yeah. to be, it's going to be really hard work. It's going to be crowds. Yeah. It's going to be American food. Yeah. It's going to be, kids are going to be unbearable yeah, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And then once you're there, you're like, now I get it. I, I get, think yeah. I think it's twofold. I think I think you do have to play it smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like if 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 money's no object to you, then. By all means, go yeah. knock yourself out, and but... you can yeah, you can, and they'll find ways to make you spend it. Yeah, but if if money is tight and you still want that does it Disney experience, or if you're just not prepared to spend it, to be honest, exactly. because some of it is is a bit of a waste, um, then you, there are so many smart ways you can do it. And you, you say about this this whole massive travel community that there is out there. There are also huge Facebook groups yes, just on Disney, just hacks, on Disney, yeah, um, and Disney secrets. There's there's yeah. loads of secrets hidden around the parks yeah, that you is. can find, yeah. um, and there's loads of experiences like in the um uh animal kingdom which i think was probably my favorite park but there's a there's a wilderness explorer pack that you can just pick up from any one of the depots which is again free and everywhere you go within the i think there's like 18 stops within the park you get a sticker yeah but you don't just get a sticker the staff asks you questions about that animal and and you have to like this whole thing and and the kids have still got those packs yeah and we and the same with um uh, with the worlds, so, so the, the the worlds area in Epcot, um, you know, we, we did every. I dragged you and the kids because you, yeah. you were all tired, but we went and collected a postcard from every single world, yeah. um, which again the staff would do. But again, it's clever because they were hidden in the corner of the shop somewhere, yeah. so you had to kind of go through the shop, and yeah. obviously you would probably pick something up. So, if if you can kind of take these lessons for your business, it's uh, well twofold for the business really concentrate on what can you wow your customers with that yeah. also makes you some money yeah. um, or even just wow your customers. But if you can get that twofold thing, you're really yeah. onto a winner. And from a family point of view, Disney doesn't have to be this ridiculously expensive too over commercial experience. It, well, it, if you're flexible and you do your work, like you do the, the donkey work to begin with, you like have the to research, plan it. You have to yeah. approach it like you can you save doing... yourself yeah like a, huge yeah you have to approach it like i don't know you were doing a safari or something you have to you have to plan it all out you plan yeah. your rides plan everything well and a bit like uh a bit like how we, we did a podcast yesterday where we had a branding mentor on and yeah. um one of the things um that she had done she had some big life changes this year and one of them was that she lost weight yeah. right she had a coach that yes. helped her yeah, do yeah, that, yeah. right? So having people that can... Is that help... my new career? Can I be a Disney coach? Disney coach, yeah. <laughs> um, but the, having somebody who's been there, who knows the shortcuts, who knows like, whether that's by joining a Facebook group or seeking them out, is saves you a lot of money. And you might be thinking, well, okay, whatever. Again, 2020 has been a pain. I've got enough to worry about and everything else. But one of the now's other... probably the best time in well, terms of getting tickets and stuff. Maybe, but yeah, have so. it on your twenty twenty is a blip. Yeah. Right. It's a moment in time that sucks for. And I think you were listening. You were talking to me this morning yesterday about how um, we're in the wind. This is the winter. Yeah. And but there will be a spring and there yes. will be a summer and the day always follows night. And... Exactly. Yeah. So 
have things that pull you towards those aspirations, right? Those that the life you want to lead. And for a lot of people, being able to experience for themselves or for their family a Disney World experience has always yeah. been something that's been on their kind of wishboard. Yeah. And by understanding that there are strategies that means that you can have a really high level experience in that world and not spend like you don't have to be a millionaire no, or be incredibly wealthy to do it you just need to be strategic yeah. brings that goal ever the closer right? but isn't that so true of everything you know yeah. people just assume that you need to throw money at something um, and we've had so many people assume that of us yeah. especially with our travels um, you know the place in Bali that we stayed was luxury yeah um, that was high luxury when yeah. we arrived at that place we, we just couldn't believe it um, yeah. but it, it wasn't expensive because no. I'd strategically arranged for them to do some marketing for them which yeah. could help me obviously get a, a really good deal there and that's that's the way I personally approach things. You know yeah. how how can we make? It's not oh how can I get a bargain or how can I get this cheap on the cheap. It's how mm. can we make this work for us. Yes. It's it's not accepting that there's a there's a no or there's a you know a red tape that says no not for the likes of you. It's yeah. Like, well, how are we going to make this work? If when uh, um, I mean by all means have a look at uh, if you're wondering anything about this we have a an Instagram account called Adventure in the Somewhere. And um, there's a YouTube channel, Adventures. There's links to it on the Smiling Entrepreneur on the, site. So you'll see some of the places that we stayed and you'll see um, like that whole traveling experience for 18 months. And what you'll see across all of it is it that how we traveled and lived for that 18 months is how we would consider luxury holiday vacations yeah. at any time before that, yeah, before absolutely. Australia. That would have been considered a luxury holiday for us in any year previous. And we managed to live that lifestyle for 18 months um, at, at a fraction, a fraction of the cost of what we would spend for a week's holiday, a two weeks holiday, yeah. and certainly a, a, a lower cost of living than we were just in our normal day. Yeah, I was going to say, lower cost of living in, in, than day to day in the UK. That's, yeah. that's what's so remarkable about the whole thing. Yeah, we should definitely do um, just do an episode that talks about those strategies yeah. yeah there is just one one other thing i want to cover on the on the disney thing just before we we close um, today's podcast is um so we had this vip experience which as i said we got to see all the the backstage and on one of our other podcasts we've talked about how uh, disney actually offer a business course yes um because they um because of what they do because they, they nail it basically it's a yeah like a business mastery course of, of to how to um all sorts of things how this how to systemize your business how to put um all the kind of like promotions and everything it's just mm -hmm. just it's a it's a, an amazing thing that you can do um and we know some people that have done it and they talked about this show ready concept yeah so um for those of you that are listening that don't know this which i didn't know but um a lot of disney is underground so if yeah. you watch the if you watch the Imagineering uh, series on on Disney Plus, um, they there there is these whole worlds underneath the park because it's much faster for the staff to get about underneath the park. You know, if a character needs to be doing a meet and greet here and yeah. then they need to be over there, they they go underneath. Yeah. And so there's this whole world of, of stuff going on underneath the parks, uh, where obviously all the staff are. And at every exit of those places is a, a mirror and a sign on the door that yeah. says, "Are you show ready?" Yeah. And and um, when we we were backstage going on the VIP tour and coming out I kept seeing these yeah. are you show ready signs at all the exits I know I was so excited because yeah. I'd heard all this stuff and I was like look there it is yeah yeah <laughs> and the other thing that um that we we got to see when we were there that again from a business point of view is in our franchise training 
when we talk about um, branding and um, how you, you need to have your company guidelines and it all, all fits with your brands, is we do an exercise, don't we, where we get our franchisees to draw oh, yeah. um, a a cartoon. I'm not actually going to say what in case any future franchisees are listening. I don't want to spoil it. Um, but we get them to draw a cartoon character just off the top of their head, yeah. how, how they imagine it. Um, and it's then, always a bit of a car crash yeah. when, they, when they draw it, which it would be for me. It's not it just for them. I mean, yeah. I've done it myself and, yeah. and it was for me. Uh, and then we get them to draw it with, with in, uh, following along an instructional video from one of the Disney... Um, uh, oh, what are they called? Animators. Animators, yeah. yeah. And, and the guy, and he's, it's quite a famous... YouTube video of this animator taking you step by yeah, step. Yeah, it's just like film. a 10-minute video. Uh, and then obviously the, the point of the, the exercise is that the the obviously the second one is much better, it takes but you they are the still all slightly different. So you yeah. can still have your own flair, yeah. but but following these guidelines, you're going to get pretty much the same result. Yeah, so the that, end result is very much the character to which exactly. you've got. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the most of them are very similar, but there's, there's slight subtleties in their uniqueness, which is what the whole exercise is about. But the guy that's on our <laughs> video that we've watched for five, six years yeah. in, in uh, our franchise training, yeah. we went to do, um, we went to the animation studios to do a, uh, we had a set experience where we could go and draw an animator. Yeah, because Belle loves draw, drawing. Yeah, exactly. Belle loves to draw. And the guy meeting and greeting us was the guy <laughs> on our video. And I was going, Lee, Lee. It's the guy in our video. Look, it's the guy in our video. <laughs> and we got a picture with him, yeah. and oh, it was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, you were treating him like he was like George Clooney yeah, or someone. I was like, I've like, been watching you for five years. Yeah, like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You did look like some weird English stalker. But yeah, that was strange seeing him there. But again, it just added to the authenticity of the whole yeah. experience. Well, yeah, because it? he was—he wasn't some actor paid to pretend to draw yeah. how to do it. He was a genuine Disney animator yeah. that taught people how to draw and and, yeah. and did it on YouTube as well. So yeah, and that—that that was content. You know, we talk about creating content. Yeah, like we are. Um, yeah. you know that. Disney had created all those how-to videos yeah. as as content, and yeah. um, and it's obviously something yeah. It's that weird to see. think that they they created that. They 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 either di- well they would have directed him to have created that. Yeah, yeah. And because they knew that that, that adds to the level of experience and relationship with Disney. Yeah, exactly. and it added to the your day. Like yeah. it increased, like the the tangible feelings you had about like a tangible experience that you were having in Disney. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I enjoyed what we drew um, the crocodile. I think didn't we from. Yeah. Um, Croc uh, from Peter Pan, Peter Pan yeah. um, but each session is different, and I would have happily yeah. gone back and done another character yeah. so that I knew how to draw that character. Yeah. But it, it is, as I know we keep saying this, but it is so much about the experience because, um, like Disney Plus, that we've now got here as a subscription that obviously came in, I think it was this year, wasn't it? Yes. For Europe, um, and um, but I don't know if you even know this, but you, you don't just get your Disney Plus, I get a, an email, uh, I think it's weekly. With loads of fun activities for the kids really? to do, yeah, related to the things that they've just released on Disney Plus oh, that wow, week. So there's so many like extra layers yeah. that they add in yeah. um, to kind of keep you a fan. Yeah. Um, and yes, they do charge a lot for all of their things, but and and they're very protective of their brand, but rightly so because they create a very unique experience. Oh yeah, when you when you, you especially if you've got if you've got any inclination to be in business or are in business, you. When you start to identify what it takes to deliver the level of experiences that they deliver, yeah. and not just deliver it, but deliver it at a consistently high level, yeah. 
it's like to to just when, that's the thing with Disney World for me is like to think that human beings created this experience like to such a competent level yeah. consistently uh, it's if you've not been there and not experienced it, it's very difficult to translate but it's mind-blowing yeah. I mean, we've done theme parks and all that before and I get it they're fun and everything else but this is on such I mean it's that saying isn't it there's levels to everything this is definitely the pinnacle yeah, yeah. of experiences yeah yeah if you concerned. um if you haven't been um do, and if you do have Disney plus do you watch the Imagineering mm. series because um I, I think that's fascinating as well as yeah. to because it goes right back to when um Walt Disney created the first park yeah. and there's lots of like historical footage and stuff and then it comes right up to the present day. And there's also a really good book, actually. I'll put this link on the um, Smiling Entrepreneurs site as well, which is um, the ride of the ride of a lifetime. Right. Um, Sounds like it should be in some other section in the library. <laughs> no, the, yeah, in the, the library, <laughs> in the library, maybe on the shelf in the news agents. Yeah, the, the ride of a lifetime, and it's um, Bob Iger, who's right. the. Um, I think he might have just stepped down as CEO. Yeah, of I think Disney. he has. I think he stepped down yeah. maybe last year. Um, but yeah, it was while he was CEO. And right. again, his is a fascinating story as well. So okay. it's um, yeah, if you want kind of any insights into into that world, and if you do go to Disney as well, something that a lot of people overlook or miss is the Walt Disney Museum. Yeah, um, which yeah, is, that was really good. Think Kids really enjoyed that as well. Yeah, I think it's in Hollywood Studios that one. I can't yeah. remember which park. I think it's in there. But again, that takes you through his his um story and just just the decisions he makes and the creativity he puts into everything is just yeah. a real inspiration very cool so um yeah so i will put all these on the smiling entrepreneurs website can you tell i'm a disney fan yeah just a bit <laughs> yeah right well that's episode 24 24 so have a good day all don't leave me hanging <laughs> <laughs>